You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. guys welcome to your weekly wisdom on the los wise guys podcast we reflect on various topics for your amusement if you like what you hear follow us on social media remember to like subscribe and share the podcast and rate and review don't forget to pray i'm one of your hosts rudy cardona accompanied by the anti-socialist himself daniel Rosado. it's your boy the anti-socialist dan Rosado. how you doing rudy uh, how you, i'm doing good how you doing dan doing good doing good and the architect himself Essel. how you doing Essel? that was fucking weird <laughs> the hell just happened to Dan? Know. I don't know. He, uh, he became social. He went from anti-socialist to r- dropping the hottest new album on the block. I, that was the whole album. That was the whole album. He just got real social. You know, man, fuck architecture for a second because... Yeah. I was fuck on them f- Jenga blocks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was on fucking deadline this whole week and it was fucking exhausting. Like, I'm about to pull out my hair. You know what I'm saying? Late. Yeah. Well, for your beard? No, no, no. I'd never do that. What if no. you just had two handfuls and it was just it was just that and then it continued down here? <laughs> 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 no, nah, I can't do that, man. That's my my beard is precious. It's more important than some people on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. I got it. Yeah, he gets it. That's I just don't. I don't. You, you, the, it's different because you keep your beard neat. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. I, I was trying to do it at first. I was like, yours uh, is pretty clean. I like having the scruffy beard, though. See, but if I have yeah. a scruffy beard, I look more um, homeless. Oh, yeah, me too. And um, not that much, not not as much as I do. Uh-huh. I look more homeless and terroristy than. No, because no, every I walk around everywhere. People are always saying like, "Hey, look, it's it, he's Muslim and stuff like that." Like oh, I, I hear it yeah? all the time. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And uh, no, I, I I look very homeless. So it's, if I go into a store, dress fine. You dress much nicer than I do. I have no style. I wear a random shirt and a hoodie, and then I wear this hat. And then but sometimes I have the hoodie on, and I have my hands in my pockets. Like obviously, it looks like I'm stealing something. But that's but that's mostly out. what I wear if I'm not working. Yeah. Just a but you, you have shirt. more of a style. I don't. I, 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 I'd say you do. No, whatever. I'd say you like do. on my regular days. Like you never seen me because I like I'm always working. Yeah. But usually regularly, I dress like how I used to dress in high school. It's a shirt, uh, pants, like a hoodie, and I still wear hoodies to work. Like my hoodie yeah. and my beanie. Just put that shit. I, don't know, I, don't know. I feel. I feel like you're a little bit. You're a little bit more fashionable right, man, now than you, you know, used to I'm be. I'm a fucking fashionista. That's what <laughs> I do, bro. It's, you know, I'm gonna set trends and shit. What's up, Rudy? How you doing? Nothing. Nothing's up. I'm just. I didn't realize we were talking about each other's fashion. <laughs> we're, we're just talking about Eslams in particular. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. When I hang out with you and I go places with you, yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah. I know you. As I'm you concerned. should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky you don't hang out with both of us at the same time. I've done that before, too. I don't like it either. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Um, yeah, last time uh, I went into like a high-end place, I uh, had a lady follow me in the store. I think you told us about that. Yep. Was Trying that on an episode? Yeah, I don't know if it was on the episode or not. Yeah. No. Great. Could you afford anything in that store? No, I didn't go in because I could afford it. I, I went in because it was my homework assignment. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. true. So, you know, I told my boss about it. She laughed. That shit was funny. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, yeah. Speaking of being unappreciated, Dan, what's your topic? All right. My topic is, you know, I was going first. 
Um, I want to talk about appreciation. Appreciation of the past, where things came from. Uh, I talked about it with both of you separately before we started recording. Um, let's just delve into the music aspect of it. Just jump right in there. Where we're talking about how a lot of times um, music nowadays is sampled from something in the past, mm-hmm. which it, it, that's something that's been around for a long time. But I feel like the difference is, uh, at least for myself, and I'd say you guys too, we, you look something up and then you see it came from something else and then you want to see where it came from. You want to see what it is. You want to know where it originated from. And then if it's good, you learn to appreciate it. My little sister, for example, great. She's a little girl. She's still, I mean, she's, I'm comparing me. It was like 29 to her at the age of nine, but she's not there yet where she's, she'll hear something new and I'll be like, oh, that came from this. And then you play the old thing. She's like, well, that's not good because it's old. And she'll literally say that, like, it's bad because it's old. That's when you just kick her out the car. <laughs> we weren't in the car. And um, you go in a car and then you <laughs> kick, that, kick her out the car. Yeah, you go. You just tell her you're going to take her to the ice cream shop. And then she just like, you just kick her ass out the car. Yeah. Take her into the woods. Be like, you need to survive and learn good go music. Go get some fucking ice cream. Brianna, if you ever hear this, I wouldn't do this to you. <laughs> just, just so you know. Stick her to Nashville. Drop her off into country music. Oh, be like, hey, this is torture. Country Word. music ain't that bad. Yeah, Word. Yeah. No, I don't know. Country music is kind of big around the world. Yeah. Not for me, but it's kind of big. Around I don't the like world. it that much. It's because it, we're on the East Coast. It has its moments. Is it? I think so. Because I know a lot of military guys love it. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Well, on the East a Coast lot of that military like guys come from the Midwest because yeah. you know, mm. country road, take mm. me home. That's cool. To a place, West Virginia. I belong. Please stop singing, West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I'm just. Uh, what do you guys feel about this? Do you feel like it, a lot of things? I mean, well, go the th- underappreciated. The th- yes, a lot of things do go underappreciated with music. Is, with what about that music? With uh, what about that music? With music. <laughs> <laughs> this is how brain dead I am. Yeah. Um, with music, mm-hmm. it's kind of a little harder because you might not know that that song is being sampled. Yeah. Right. If you never heard the original. Yeah. So hearing the song, you're like, "Oh, this is cool," um, and like it's completely new to you because you'd never heard the original. Yeah. You weren't around when the original was made. Yeah. So if some, it's different when then someone tells you, "Hey, that song was sampled from this song," and then you're like, "Oh, I don't really give a shit." Yeah. Then that's true unappreciation. But for for the most part, these young generations are not gonna know where these songs are sampled from. Like for me, I didn't know. Um, hurt by johnny cash was yeah. a cover song yeah until like five years later yeah when i saw like this vh1 special about like 100 skated songs in the 90s yeah or whatnot and they actually had nine inch nails on there saying how good th- their song was yeah done by johnny cash yeah and i was like holy shit nine inch nails did this song yeah that's Definitely that's did. one where it's like i look like, at the johnny cash version i was like yeah, it's better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they even said it was yeah, better. Like, yeah. so that's crazy. So in that sense, it's like music is kind of hard to appreciate unless you're like, I really love music yeah. and I want to dive into it completely mm-hmm. and like go through all of it. Like you actually go back and and listen to blues and jazz and find out where rock music came from 
and like the the evolution of like yeah. pop and like Michael Jackson and like all the shit that he did for music. See, and that's like the thing. But I, I feel like, like I feel like I'm not a music guy like that. I'm I'm a research guy where it's just like I can't if I see something and I like it, I automatically start looking it up. I want to learn as much as I can about it. So that's me. But I feel like nowadays, how I mean, if if you're a kid now and you want to look up, oh, like, oh, I like this one song I heard on the radio. I want to look it up. How are you going to look it up? You're going to most likely go on YouTube. And you're going to search it. Once you go on YouTube, you're going to have other things pop up. Mm-hmm. It's very likely that you're going to see the original version there. If I see that, I'm going to click it. I'm going to look for it. I feel like kids nowadays wouldn't do that. They would say, oh, it's not the <clears throat> thing I want to hear. It's not the new thing. Yeah. I don't care. That's that's what I'm saying. I feel like even if you give them the opportunity, they'd still say, no. Yeah. No, I'm good. Some some of them, yeah. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's like uh, unappreciative is like if you don't experience change Mm -hmm. in the sense that we grew up when cell phones just started to become more commercialized Mm -hmm. right because cell phones were around in the 80s but only the rich had them the the big ass yeah the suitcase or the suitcase one yeah and then like when we were in like high school that's when like flip phones became more readily available they were cheaper they started being more commercial yeah and then by the time we graduated high school i think that's when we had like our first like prototype of a smartphone i just want to jump in real quick rudy when we were graduating from high school everybody's getting together they were taking pictures and stuff they're like oh you know we're graduating <laughs> we're going to different <laughs> schools and stuff and oh my god everywhere was like getting together i was like all right and so everybody's taking pictures so i take my phone out and i'll tell people hey get together i'm gonna take pictures everybody's like oh they're all taking poses like oh you get it like yeah i got it yeah i'll send it to you and we're doing all this other stuff my phone didn't have a camera <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that so, bro so he had a flip phone right and like there was a flip phone like his that had a camera yeah. but his didn't yeah and he would get everybody he's like yo and the people everybody would stand there pose and so smile and like and i would mess with people I was like hang on i didn't get it pose again pose again <laughs> and me like so he would be doing it like disco, me and like Jonathan and Chris would know that his yeah, phone yeah. doesn't have a camera, <laughs> and we'd be just fucking cracking up on the inside. And everybody this wouldn't shit see happen. the pictures. Like, no, no, I'll, I'll show it to you later. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> be like, bro, I gotta go to class, man. Like, come on. <laughs> like, yo, that shit was so funny. Because that's the thing. During that time, it, having a camera on a phone wasn't as was normalized rare. as it is yeah, now. Yeah. It was like this new thing. Holy shit, your camera is. I mean, your phone is. Yeah, now camera. phones have like three cameras. Yeah. So. Was it really that rare? Like I could have swore I had like a camera on my phone when I was younger. I wouldn't say. I, I maybe it wasn't rare. It's just it was. I said it. Was, I would say it's a fifty-fifty shot. If you bought a new phone, if it had a camera or not. Hmm. It was probably like during like junior years when cameras started yeah. becoming more readily available on phones. I don't even think so. And I, hang on, not for nothing. I've never been one to to also, be modernizing probably, my oh, phone. No, Look at my guys, phone. Actually, yeah, it would be because you guys are one year ahead of me technically. So yeah, when my sophomore year happened, that's when like the razor and all that type of stuff started getting more and yeah. more popular. So yeah, the phone exactly. And, yeah, I guess you're right about that though. Yeah, yeah. I got everybody so, with that. What do you, we haven't heard your opinion about any of this? Um, you know, it's funny. I was I was talking to Dan about it. I was like, it's it's. It's a want to know. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these kids, like I was telling Dan, it's all about instant gratification. You know, you see Drake and you just want to hear more Drake. But you'll never go back and see his. I don't understand why. My mentality and maybe it's the way that we grew up. I want to know where people started. Yeah. I want to know even even rappers who were big at that time. Right. Like if I was listening to T.I. or whoever it was when we were younger, I wanted to go back to his first album to see where he started, to see how he got here. Mm -hmm. Like Drake 
I remember I remember listening to Drake before he ever got popular. It was in his underground stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he hit the mainstream. Back when he was on Degrassi? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was that good <laughs> shit. Not for nothing. Back then when his music wasn't bad. No, I liked his music <laughs> back then. So you're absolutely right. because, And I think the reason why the difference between our generation and this new generation of trying to find out stuff is mm-hmm. because information is so readily available now in your hand mm-hmm. where we actually had to go out and look for stuff. Yeah. Right. We didn't have we didn't get like like cable Internet until like later on in our mm-hmm. teenage years and like fast Internet. And like so when we wanted to know something, we actually either had to wait like on MTV for the the video to, to cycle again mm-hmm. or like actually like like there wasn't a YouTube when we were growing up, like not well, not the way it is now, not the way it is now, but like it started when we were growing yeah. up. So it's like, so you either had to go download the music video illegally or like, like somehow find it or like find the music or like ask somebody that's older. So we, we went out and to find the information, whereas this generation, the information is just being thrown at them. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's the information, information like overload. So it's yeah. like, at some point they're like this is too much and we're gonna only care about what we want to care about and Mm -hmm. everything else is stupid i think another factor is that we also saw artists grow up right like so when you think back to your childhood and you think back to eminem you can remember the days when you first heard the marshall mathers lp and then the eminem show now it's it's more along lines of just singles or just random hits or even not even hits features like most of the time people are like in love with drake and he's just been he hasn't done his own song in a while, and he's just featured on a bunch of different songs. Well, that's because I think it's just the evolution of the business yeah. and of how we consume content. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. You're right? not seeing, you're not there to live through the story. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we were there to watch Eminem. That's because struggle. that was like the only way for us to consume the content, right? The only mm-hmm. way for us to consume the content was for them to release an album and for us to get it and listen to the whole thing. There wasn't like, oh, I can drop a single song for you to access that did not start happening until itunes was established mm-hmm. i just don't right? understand the lack of appreciation for the history you know what i mean like even for the artists themselves today when they diss big or they diss tupac and they're like i don't like their shit or whatever maybe it's who, just, who, i'm sorry who said they don't like rap, tupac rap, or nowadays rappers say that all the time like nowadays yeah. rappers yeah these i'm sorry the fuck is you can barely say? speak what do yeah. they say now no, like they've said, like I've heard multiple rappers that are these mumble rappers who are just like they don't like they don't care about the craft. That is like that's not the style anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't care about lyrics and things mm-hmm. like that. That's not just that's not where the style. And granted, they're not lying as a result of where the culture has gone. Yeah. But but it's about that's what I'm saying. People nowadays, not for nothing, might agree with them. That's the crazy yeah. thing. Yeah, that's why half the music that's out now is complete garbage. Yeah. yeah. But it, like, it's but it's a culture shift, so it's like it sucks because it, it. That's what I'm saying. Like if I go up to someone, I'm like, yeah, but this person's not lyrical. They'll just look at you like that. What does that matter? Like why is that important? And that's a big part. I mean, want to talk about going back and and looking at people who are lyrical? Slick Rick. Oh, I no, love yeah. Slick Rick. That's what, he could tell you a story. Yeah. Like and his that's the song, thing. every single song. Of you his could was picture. A story. You could you could literally sit there and picture every single detail to what he's talking about. I, so I remember listening to Lottie Dottie. Yeah, and he was talking about getting ready to yeah. go out. Yeah, and talking about the bathroom and be, looking yep. in the mirror and like asking the mirror who's like. Yeah, and I'm like, damn. Yeah, I'm like this is like he's he's literally telling you a story. Like I mm-hmm. like and I and every time I listen to it, like I picture it. Yeah the story in my head like yeah 
also children's story. Yes. I picture that in my mm-hmm. head children's when he's talking time, about yeah. like the two kids, yeah. like and the trouble that they're getting in, and like, like it's yeah. But you see that with everything. Ice cubes. Um, it was a good day. Yeah, that's another one. You could picture that entire. Those deck. scrambled eggs look good, though. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know something? I don't think I've ever seen the video. <laughs> no, the it's video just like, I, but I could picture it. Yeah, because mama, mama cooked breakfast with no hog. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, Yo, I could picture it. Yeah, those, those scrambled I just, eggs. Yeah, I just nice. don't get the, I just don't get the lack of appreciation, yeah. or not even appreciation, just the interest to want to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the even now. Even now, watching the old school doc, like the documentaries they have on Netflix about the mm-hmm. '90s or '80s or whatever, just, I'm willing to take the time that I have now to watch these hour long sessions Dude, where they talk about the past. I loved like the hundreds greatest songs of like of the this, of whatever like yeah. the like '70s the decade, yeah. and like the '80s. Yeah. I don't. Did they do '70s? No, I think they did '80s know. and '90s and the thousands. Yeah, but, I like, remember those three. I loved like that. Had how many hours was that? That was like at least like six seven hours yeah. long they and you're well, learning no, it was dude, um it's so it's five hours because they did 20 songs in each hour so that was like a five hour documentary for like each decade yeah. mm-hmm. and it was like the best thing in the world yeah. like and i would sit there watch them like i had like i started writing songs down yeah. that i later like got and shit like that i put mm-hmm. them and it was like it was a way to like be introduced to older music and it was like now that's literally like all i listen to because yeah. it's a hundred times better than yeah. like any shit that's coming out now i think that's the weird thing though was that you know like growing up in the 90s you developed an interest for so many different things because we were kind of exposed to so many different types of music you had hard rock you had alternative you had different types of r and like you had you had grunge you had so many types so you kind of gained interest for so many different types but the thing that i'm that's so interesting to me right is like i'm in the car maybe like this is about a year ago and i'm in the car with uh with freddie johnny and their little brother her little brother's like 14 or whatnot and i'm just playing old school 90s alternative rock and i'm jamming out freddie's jamming out uh johnny's jamming out but it's but it's more of a it's more of a, just a nostalgic feel to it and yeah, eric's, yeah. eric's just sitting there like he looks like he's in hell like he's <laughs> just like I don't know what this is and I have no interest in it. And the sad thing is because everything today sounds exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the fucking worst. Like listen like I listen to like the radio in the morning on my drive in because mm-hmm. like I like to listen to the Elvis Duran in the morning show. It's kinda of funny. The phone taps mm-hmm. they it's a hit or miss, but like sometimes it's interesting. It's like whatever. I have like a twenty minute short commute mm-hmm. in my car, so it's like whatever. And the songs that they play and like I cringe every time they play a song and it's just like this sounds like the same song it's talking about the same bullshit Mm -hmm. and this is annoying where back in like the 80s and like throughout the 90s where everybody was had like either a message Mm -hmm. or they were talking about their struggle the the songs that came out were you can relate to them mm-hmm. where like, oh, I might be going through the same thing. This is a nice song. Well, there was that, but there was also bullshit songs. But the no, thing is, the bullshit songs were still enjoyable. They were yeah. still good music. Um, umbop. Like, yeah. Like, who the, like, who? But, yeah. I mean, like I, we focus a lot on the music, but real quick before we, we uh, move to a new topic, I just want not only music, but like I'm thinking of shows like we're getting a new Twilight Zone. Yes. I'm excited about that, and I'm gonna start watching. The and I, one. you guys, I've said on this podcast multiple multiple times. If you haven't, go back listen. Who's know, the host again? I downloads. forget. I, I'm interested. It's, in it's either Key or Peel. I don't know which yeah, one's which. It's uh, it's Peel, the it's one Peele. who did the 
the movie directing. So it's one of those things where it's like you guys know how much I love the Twilight Zone. It might be my favorite show mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking the old school black and white Twilight Zone. And I'm really excited to see what's going to come with this. And it's like people are telling me, it's like, oh, like they've heard of Twilight Zone. I was like, oh, it's, re-, you know, if anything, go back, check it out. It's on Netflix. It was like, and then look, I was like, oh, but I was going to check it out, but it's black and white. And these aren't kids. These are people no, in our no. age. No, yeah. And yeah. I was just like, it's black and white. I was like, seriously? It was like, this is some of the greatest <laughs> storytelling like on TV ever. That's, that's yeah. the one thing that bothers me. Like, I'll talk and to. It drives me crazy I'll t- when I'll I hear talk stuff to like that. Johnny. Johnny claims to be a movie a movie fanatic. I'm a, I'm a real movie fanatic. Like, yeah. I will go back to any era and watch any movie and give it a shot johnny claims to be one but when i tell him to go back and watch the godfather he's like oh god it was hard it was like it was so hard to watch i'm sorry what like yeah that's what i'm saying like I'm he saying, was like i'm sorry what? he was just like it's hard to watch the <laughs> johnny he better said, watch he said, he said he said he said watching the godfather was it's hard to watch the was there was bad. something in front of his eyes said, was there something said, in the way he has a problem going back to watch the original blade runner because the graphics are just bad like that's okay, all, blade runner to me, it's not that great. But it's not. But But it's not about that, though, yeah. right? So with me, my mentality, I like, and I tell us everybody, right? Looks like, for example, I was I was watching watching the two thousand documentary, and they're talking about uh, Sopranos, and they're talking about Oz, like when that big shift happened in television. Yeah. And Johnny watched the Sopranos, and he was like, "I don't get what the big deal was." And my mentality is, you have to literally take your menta- your mentality from today. And get rid of it, and think back to that time period. Think back to the to the when it shows on the '90s. Think about how it was in the '90s, like mm-hmm. like the Jeffersons. I never think about the Jeffersons oh, and the watch Jeffersons them so much. watch them and think about the and think about it now. I think about it at that time period, and I think about the racism that was yep. going on or whatever. You're it was a black family who just all became an overnight sensation. Now you're rich, live with all these white people, and you have to struggle to be with all these people mm-hmm. but also not be but stay true to yourself yeah. you know it, it's it's that's a great show exactly. Dude, but that's, that's what i'm saying like, people don't take people can't take their mindsets and yeah. think about that time period they just compare it to what's going on and, that, today. and that's the thing it's not like I, I started off with talk about it was just kids but it's really not just kids it's mm-hmm. people our age people older than us mm-hmm. it's just i feel like it depends on the individual it's just I don't understand. I've always been, like I said, I've always been the one to see where things came from. It, wrestling. I love wrestling, and I, I I started watching when I started watching, but I went back, and I looked up Bruno Sarantino. I looked up young Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. What? I just I feel like you're going to say fucking... I didn't say anything. You smiled. I was just you smiled. It's on video now. I don't <laughs> it's on video. But yeah, great, I went back, great. and I... And great wrestling. I went back, and I... Uh, I don't, you don't fuck it. <laughs> no, you went back. You went back, saw San Bernardino. Uh, and, yeah, uh, that's what I was waiting for, for the San Bernardino. And no, I went back and I, you know, I, I saw where it came from. I, I feel like the cool thing is you see the evolution, not mm-hmm. of just the individual, but of the industry, whether it's exactly. movies or TVs or music or wrestling or comic books, even anything. Even technology, anything, yeah. anything. And, and today you're starting to see like the deconstruction and evolution of literally every industry, yeah. right? Yeah. The movie industry, the music industry, like comedy mm-hmm. stand up like everything is literally being broken down from mm-hmm. the old ways of doing things mm-hmm. and restructured into the new way of how people consume content mm-hmm. which is streaming online social yep. media like and everything is just like and if you're not able to change with the times or if you're not going to learn from the past like it's very hard to move into the future, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't learn, then you're going to end up making, the, making same the same mistakes, mistakes and yep. you're just wasting time, mm-hmm. right? Like, look at what they did, look at what's happening, and then you can try to predict what's going to happen. Yeah. 
right? One, and then one last point on that yeah. is that another reason I think is the biggest factor is that back in the day when we were kids, it took so much time for the next big thing to happen, right? So when Eminem's Marshall Mathers album came out, maybe other things came along the, along, along the way, but you enjoyed the ride until that next album. And the same thing with movies. You could watch, let's say you watched Scarface or you watched, uh, not even Scarface, let's say you watched uh, The Devil's Advocate and saw Al Pacino and were like in love with him as an actor. Because his next movie wasn't coming out for a long time or because a next big movie wasn't coming out for a long back. time, you could go back and go check it out. Thank God for Blockbuster and things like that. But that's the thing. So now it doesn't matter. Now, now there's so much content coming out of so much, so much, so much music. That's the thing that yeah. bothers me the most. I get so annoyed with music because it's like a needle in a haystack now. Like you could, you might know good artists, but there's so much music coming at you that you're not going to find good stuff. Or even Netflix. Netflix is coming out with new shows all the time. So it's hard to just keep up with their shows. So that's why I'm not surprised by young kids just saying, I don't have time to go back to the past and go figure yeah. out where the fuck these guys yeah. came from because I got the next show I got to go watch. Yeah. Yeah. I got to keep up. I got to. I got to stay uh, yeah. current with the popular yeah. kids and yeah. whether, whether I got to stay on fleek or something. I don't think I blame say. social media for that shit. Just saying. Because you want to talk about the new thing on social media. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's that, I feel much. like you want to get your likes. You want to get your I follows. Like you want to follow us on social media. <laughs> Check <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Get your plugs in. Uh, Rudy? Um, well, my topic's definitely a shift, right? So I always look at football as a modern-day slavery, right? Because just the way... Just casually. Just casually just throw that in there. No, nah, because, I mean, if you think about it, right? Like, it's, it's a mix of two things, right? I mean, it's not actually it's not even a mix. It was back then, too. If you look back at Roman times when they had the gladiators, they were still slaves. They mm-hmm. were just pretty much fighting for their freedom and wins and yeah. popularity of the crowd and everything like that. So football players are modern day gladiators. And on top of that, I would they, say more UFC guys. Every yeah. sport is a modern day version of war. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, exactly. why it's so interesting for mm-hmm. us because otherwise like sports don't make sense. Yeah. Art of Sun Tzu. Yep. Who? I'm so the art of Sun Tzu, the art of war by Sun Tzu. I, I understand what you meant. Exactly. I didn't know what the fuck just happened. Um, yeah. But no, so the thing I'm saying, right? So like, when you think about it and you think about the NFL and how that sense of modern day slavery and that you got these rich white owners and they pay them this money and now they're getting paid, but now they're getting paid to go out there and put on a show and you're only as good until you're healthy, right? The moment you break your leg, the moment you tear your, tear your ass, I was going to say tear your ass, you tear your, <laughs> you tear your, I, I still, I still didn't get it. Like there was a lot of, what, you, what the moment you tear your ACL, okay, or your ass, or your ass, the moment you tear your ass up, you tear your ass, you can't play. You can't. At that, at that point, I'm sorry, your career is over. Yeah. Right off the bone. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying, though, right? So, like, if you think back to slavery days, like, you were only as good as long as you could work. Like, if you're out there and you get your hand, you get your foot cut off, you got to go. <laughs> this shit's getting yeah. cut off. You get what I mean? Like, you're out there, you cutting something in the field, and, uh, and uh, Kunta gets his foot cut off, and then, this, <laughs> and then it's a wrap. You know what I mean? We don't need you no more. Yeah. You're not going to help us. You can't do what we need you to do. There goes Kunta. And the same thing what can be applied. To Did he take over? He, he, he tore his ass. He tore his ass. <laughs> So I'm just what I'm saying. So that's what it is. With, if you think about it, with sports today, right? Like you're only as good until you get until you get hurt, and then when you get hurt, it's like, damn. All right. Well, either we can trade you to another organization and see how much we can get for you, or we'll just let you go and we'll see what you can do by yourself, right? So when you think about the combine, right? That's what that's where my focus is because the combine just happened. The NFL draft is coming up. 
uh, free agencies coming up where people get to trade and talk and you get to pick up players and all that type of stuff. Well, real quick for people who don't know, yeah. what's the combine? So the combine is uh, every year before the draft where rookies come into the league, the combine is a, is a, is a show that gets put on in Indianapolis. It's kind of a, a set of drills for the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, uh, and defensive players. So you do a whole bunch of drills, passing drills, running drills, catching drills. Um, you do a 40-yard dash to test your speed. You do vertical jumps to test your, your jumping ability, hand-eye coordination. They, they, they check your height. They check your weight. They check everything. They check everything about your physical ability. So it's just so annoying to me because I watch it and I'm just like, it's like trying to just find the prize horse. You know what I mean? Like looking at them and seeing, oh, oh that's that's the good one right there. Like we're going to pay top dollar for that slave right there. You get what I mean? Like, And it sucks because that's the way I think about it. So my question to you guys in relation to this topic is if you were a player that's going to get drafted in the NFL, would you see the combine the same type of way and just choose to boycott the combine and just be like, look, I love the sport of football. You've seen me play. You've seen my tape. You see what I can do. You can either choose to go buy the tape and draft me when you want to, or you're really, I'm not, otherwise I'm not going to run all these drills and be a performance, like a performance act for you guys to just look at and get a feel for. Well, I got, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, un- unless I'm misunderstood, not all prospects go to the combine. No, you have to be invited. Okay, so the top prospects get invited. To the so it, you have to be invited. Mm-hmm. So can you deny? the invitation you can you can deny it but it's a bad look right so like for example kyler murray he's arguably the best quarterback coming out of this draft Mm -hmm. he was he's not he's projected to be in the top 10 um could be a number one pick but we don't know he chose not to throw at the combine Mm -hmm. so his thing was you know i'm not gonna throw at the combine i'm not gonna do anything at the combine you guys can come to my pro day so a pro day is just the same type of thing you're running the same type of drills the only difference is you're doing it at your school at your university with your teammates so for a quarterback, it's a lot better because you get to run 50 plays that you choose. You get to run the the structure that you want. You get to throw to your wide receivers. So you have a better sense of their speed, their angles, how they catch the yeah. ball, things like that. Yeah, you already and, have that chemistry. Though. Yeah, it makes you look better in reality. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to do it on your pro day and you want to do it just to have that opportunity, that's one thing. A lot of people like Kyler who didn't throw it and didn't do any of the drills, he went mainly as an opportunity to talk to coaches and to – interview with them and have discussions with them so they could get to know him as an individual now it's it's gone both ways and it's been positive on some and it's been negative in some some people who choose to throw at the at the combine end up raising their stock you look better you have the ability you it's not only that it's also about pressure right because this is nationally televised so it's about how well you act on pressure throwing to people you have no idea how they catch the ball or whatever it is so you're putting your ability out there like for the world to see me personally though if I was an NFL player, based on my views on the NFL in and of itself, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to put anything on here. You guys have seen my tape. You've seen what I can do. I win games. I throw the ball. I, I, I'm i a good player. I'm a good leader. I have all these qualities. If you want to have a one-on-one discussion with me to get to know me and get to know my personality and get to know the kind of person you're going to be getting, that's a different story, and I'll be willing to do that. But I, I wouldn't want to put myself out there like a performance act to, to try and show you all my special features so you can see whether or not I'm that prized horse that you're going to buy at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Because it takes away from the sport, in my opinion. Like, But the, but here's – I'll play devil's advocate because whether you're doing it at the combine, your school, or on the field professionally, mm-hmm. all three things are the same. But they judge you, you are. 
but you're still being judged in the game. Yeah, right? but but that's the but thing. But you're though. you're you're being judged in the game because if you don't play well, you're going to get benched, and no, you're then right. you're going to lose your spot to someone else who's going to play better. So, either way, the whole machine is based on your physical athletic ability, right? That's what athletes do. That's why they get paid millions of dollars is because they have a freakish um, human ability to do this sport better than anybody in the world, right? So whether you're at the combine, your school, or on the field, you're literally doing the same thing. Um, You are – it's the same – you can argue – that whether you're an athlete or some type of other any other job you're still kind of a slave whoring your kind of slave slash whore you're whoring yourself out for money right Mm -hmm. you're whoring your skill out for money it's just this skill is accepted other than like something else right i'm whoring myself out for a salary per year Mm -hmm to my company so are you so are you it was not and it's not about the whoring yourself out though it's about but the expression i'm also but i also to have to perform yeah right? but I, but they're going based off your past performances they're not asking you to sit there on the spot and create something right in front of us to see your ability they're going to look at your portfolio they're going to yeah. look at everything that you've done in the past as far as your ability is concerned and they're going to judge you based off that the interview itself actually most people when you go into an interview they already know whether they want to hire you or not the whole interview process is really to get to know whether or not they can interact with you on a social but level. with that being said for most jobs isn't there a probationary period yes yeah, so i feel like that's the thing it's like that period is almost like a do we want to keep him or do we want to let him go so you kind of like 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 him i'm playing devil's advocate yeah i'm playing the god supporter and (laughs) what you're doing is you're still like on a little performance thing so you still have to for that three months you have to be at the top of your game or else they could just still turn around and say no you're good yeah but that's what kind of still is that's what playing in the nfl is though the moment you get out there on the field and you either get to find out that you can play or not Mm -hmm. that's that whole fact but me to put on a show of drills which is multi which which has a multitude of things, right? So you're asking me to do these drills, you're asking me to run this forty, do these benches, jump this vertical, all this extra stuff. If I get injured in the process, you're not gonna pay me. And in fact, if I get injured in the process, my stock drops. So if I'm the number one pick and I do these drills and I run this forty yard dash and I tear my ACL in the process of running this forty yard dash, my stock from being the number one pick in the draft goes away. The number one pick in the draft number the top three picks in the draft get two i think up to 25 million dollars guaranteed after that it drops to like 16 13 10 9 and then just further and further by the end of the first round of the draft i think the number 32 pick which is the last pick in the first round gets like two million dollars that's That's what i'm a lot yeah but i'm saying it's a huge it's a huge deficit (laughs) though it's a huge deficit from jumping from the first pick to whatever the pick is i mean we've seen people who drew do drills in their in their schools doing their pro days or whatever that end up tearing their tearing their ankle or their knee or whatever it is who were projected top ten picks but and you can literally get your first round pick play your first game and get injured you're right but you're still going based on but I'm not doing this but you're but that's the difference is that you're taking the risk on me as a player on the field that's that's completely yeah yeah, yeah. Different. you've already hired me exactly but yeah okay I I see your point and. But the other thing is is that I'm paying you a shit ton of money for the skill that you can do. Mm-hmm. I want you to show me why I should give you that money. Mm-hmm. And I want you to show me that I that 
if you are as good as you say, then you can do it at any moment in time. You don't you don't necessarily have to do with your teammates that you've been playing with for three years. I want you to be able to jump on my team and develop a chemistry very quickly so so you can start winning games for me so we can start making money. Yeah, because your teammates gonna, aren't going. It's you that's coming exactly. with my team. Oh, right. yeah. So, so at, at, the whole system is kind of flawed in the sense where no matter what you're doing, you still have to put on a performance, mm-hmm. right? It, no matter what, but like... It's it's a risk that you're gonna have to weigh yourself. It's like okay, so do I do these drills? One, I could get injured, and then as you say, my stock could drop, or one, I can perform really well, and then my my chances of getting a number one pick goes higher, or I can go on kind of play safe, and then like perform a little bit, but not too much where I can get injured, and like take it slow just to show up and make face and each option sucks but unfortunately that is the system if the system has to be changed then everybody literally has to be on the same page like everybody that gets in if you want to change that system then everybody that gets invited to the combine has to deny also, no, that's it's, never gonna happen it's, it's always been a choice though that's why it's an invitation you get the opportunity to come yeah but but they're inviting the people that they think they're good it's not like they're inviting well, all they're, the they're inviting every, they're inviting the people that they think are gonna be top picks because they want they want to see those people perform so it's not like you're invited to show us something special it's no it's like like if i told you i have 50 stallions 30 of which are the best ones that I have, you're only going to want to see the 30. You yeah. get what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's the difference. The difference is that they're bringing them there to get a closer look at them. If it was just an interviewing <clears throat> process, then I wouldn't understand. But it's like I said, you run the risk on a lot of different factors. But, but, but that is the interviews. But, why but that you, is the interview process, right? No, I mean, like, a physical interview, they still have discussions with them. But, but aren't those discussions mostly, like salary no. and like other it, it could be how do you feel about moving to this location yeah. do you think you're going to be a good fit here or uh, in this area yeah, but it's, that's, not, it's but a more that's rural like area stuff like that basic interview questions for yeah. that field it's not no i'm not sh- talking about field i'm talking about like the city i'm not no. <laughs> i know i, I get what you're saying but those are like basic interview questions for that field and the portfolio is the combine yeah right like the like they can get sent like millions of tapes. They're not gonna sit there for hours and watch that. But they They're already go, know though. They yeah, already yeah, yeah. know. They already know which ones they They've want. They've seen snippets and stuff and like and they'd rather go see you live and like see how you perform That's under why pressure. You have and, like, and you have scouting reports, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But I mean like I've seen I've just seen so many even Hall of Fame professional football players who talk about the combine mm-hmm. and they ask them, you know, what do you think about it? It's like, honestly, I think it's a waste of time. Like, it's an opportunity for you to meet with teams. What's the point? It's like, I'm a, I'm a line. He's like, I'm an offensive lineman. I'm blocking for a quarterback. When the fuck am I ever going to need to run 40 yards? How often am I going to need to run 40 yards to so the point yeah, where, exactly. you, where you need to time that? How often am I going to need to jump a vertical to, to make sure that my quarterback is okay? Yeah. You get what I mean? You never jump yeah. straight up. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. There's certain things that, that they do – just to just put a number next to you. Yeah. You get what I mean? It's not about it's your their, ability. It's their way to measure things, and it's probably an old way of doing mm-hmm. it. And it's still there because it's and now it's a been money there maker. for years. Yeah, and now it's a moneymaker. So now it's like, can we skim the fat so we can just, you know, get to the good stuff? Mm-hmm. Do we really need the combine? 
can we figure out another way to do this that's safer for the players that you can still make money off of them and help these players make money even though they're not in the league yet? I think it's all about marketing. I mean, I think yeah. if it's not, I mean, it's it's marketing and it kind of makes the players gain some uh, some money in, in a sense because when you do when you do the combine and you show up and you do really well, you have an opportunity to get endorsement deals at that point. You get what I mean? Because yeah. you are getting some type of shine or you're getting some type of notoriety as a result of that. My focus literally just comes right back to it just feels like I'm a prized horse and you want to see the product you're getting when I've been putting on a performance in college and you see the tape you get what i mean yeah because we've seen i mean think about it tom brady is arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game he was the 199th pick and no one really yeah he was the 199th pick in the sixth round close to the end of the draft yeah and he's arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game antonio brown who's like the best wide receiver in the league right now also a sixth round pick hell of a wide receiver hell of a wide receiver but 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 <laughs> but he's also a six round pick who just has a lot of heart. Yeah. And he didn't do well at the combine. He didn't show up. Like he was there, he caught the ball, he did whatever it does. But his expectations based off of people putting a number next to him made him so far down. And he had to work his ass off to get there. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's why I have a problem with the combine because it's like if you believe in the player, believe in the player. Yeah. You can you see the tape. You get what I mean? So it's like those are just what I mean. Like it's like you're putting on a show so you can see this prized horse and like, oh, my stallion's stronger than your stallion or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just an awkward situation. Italian stallion. <laughs> the Italian stallion. Fun fact. Uh, this has very little to do with what you're talking about, but like the stats and everything. Kevin Durant, basketball player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was first entering the league, he he uh, claimed to be six nine. He revealed later on that that was a lie. He's actually six eleven without shoes. When he puts on his Nikes, he's seven feet tall. Just I'm I'm just thinking. Don't don't like you were saying that they measure you mm-hmm. with the combine. Don't you think they would do that at the NBA? Yeah, I don't understand why. Why did he, he lie? He got away. Well, he's six. Why did he want? Why did, was was the problem being taller? So he didn't want to be a center because he's good. He's yeah. a good ball handler. Uh-oh. He's good at shooting and everything. If you're a center, chances are you're going to be down in the post. You're going to be mm-hmm. working down low. He wanted to prove, like, no, I don't don't keep me there. Don't limit me. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to play, like, power forward, maybe even small forward if mm-hmm. possible, so that he could do mm-hmm. that. But I just figured that was the fun fact. No, he's tall. Okay. I mean, like, Steph Curry wasn't the number one pick, right? Wasn't he, like, the sixth pick or something? I don't fucking know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to keep this uh, going with uh, kind of appreciation and nostalgia. And... I want to talk. I want to talk about an old show mm-hmm. that has, I think, um, subconsciously set like two trends in motions. All right. Um, the show I'm talking about is Johnny Bravo. Mm. Right. Um, if you're listening and you're a young buck and you don't know what Johnny Bravo is, uh, young Johnny, bucks one hell of a tag team. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Bravo is an old Cartoon Network show where this like really buff dude, California, um, like gelled hair. Man, I'm pretty. Yeah, exactly. He (laughs) was very narcissistic, full of himself, um, and was like uh, pretty much a womanizer kind of. And he wanted to be. (laughs) Well, he wanted to be, but he couldn't because, you know. So Johnny Bravo, a.k.a. The beginning of Fuck Boys, right? And the whole show was centered around him trying to get all these chicks, and they kept kicking his ass. And his little sidekick was a young girl that was super fucking smart, aka feminism. 
right? Mm-hmm. So hashtag. Yeah, right. Hashtag. What about the quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were talking about before we started recording. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So I want to talk about how Johnny Bravo, like subliminally and uh, subconsciously, like put these like thoughts in young kids mm. and now we have he created this generation he created this generation johnny bravo created this bravo. and feminist generation also johnny bravo was created by uh american filipino man I know. so so yeah i that's what i was looking up because i just wanted to see and i'm just and the thought that came to my head was like congratulations ladies we 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 pretty much opened the jar for you for feminism. A man did that for you. They're like, here's feminism. Damn, just, that is one way to put it. <laughs> he just fucking that is one very specific way like, to put it. Here God you go. Damn. That's damn. feminism, ladies. You you take that and you go with it. So, damn. <laughs> yeah. So, pretty much that's uh, that's my topic. What do you guys think? When, when you lay it out like that, yeah. it's interesting because it, 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 you could kind of see it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't exactly say that's the case, but... No, no, no. This is compl- this is 100% my opinion. There oh, yeah, has yeah, yeah. been no studies on this. That's oh, yeah, why yeah. I actually looked up. I wanted to see if someone had made this correlation or did like a study or an article about it. Yeah. I didn't find anything. I also did like a five-minute search. Um, but like that's that's like how my brain like kind of looked at it because one day I was just like thinking about Johnny Bravo and I was like oh As he we was, all do I don't know why <laughs> like nostalgia came like I, I might have been looking like man I'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> I might have been looking at like a fucking gif or something and I saw Johnny Bravo uh, or somehow do the monkey with me came in my head and I do the monkey with me and I thought about Johnny Bravo. And then, like, one thought after another, I came to, like, this conclusion. And then I was thinking about who created Johnny Bravo. I wonder if it was a woman that that's why they were pushing that, like, very feminist, like, strong woman. Like the agenda. Agenda. And it was like, no, it was a man. And I was like, damn. Even feminism was, like, started by a man. And I was just like. But, again, that's a joke. And it's just oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's my way of thinking. I just thought it was hilarious. Like, Johnny Bravo early 90s like subconsciously and subliminally like started both simultaneously like fuck boys and then like feminism see it's it's weird because i i never really thought of feminism but i always thought it was one of these things where it's like you're showing off a guy who's supposed to be like whenever you think of a guy who's a dick and he's a womanizer or whatever it's like you can't you're pretty much describing johnny bravo yes but they always balanced it because he would be like that but as you said the female would always kick his ass. Yeah. So that that's one thing I always thought, but I never I never thought about the little girl who is super she smart and all was that. I was super like, smart. She always kept yeah. him grounded. She yeah. tried to give him advice on how to treat a woman properly. Yeah. Yeah. And like and yeah, it was just like it was just like it's something that you didn't catch as a kid. Yeah. And I mean, like, I did realize she was smarter than like everybody there, but yeah. I never now that I'm older, I never thought of it like that. Like yeah, yeah. that kind of does uh make sense. how do you feel, Rudy? You feel okay, you feel a little cold. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, like I've never really seen Johnny Bravo, but I know the premise of the cartoon. Okay, so I mean, I understand it, but I always thought he was just. a... I mean, my this is an outsider looking in on it who doesn't really know too much. He's always seemed like a like a douche who was into himself, and he'd always try to just aggressively hit on girls. Yeah, yeah. he was a complete narcissist, like full of himself. He's like, 
I'm like muscular. I'm hot. You want to be with me? Yeah. But was it like aggressive? Like almost yeah, he would rapish? go up to him and be like, "Hey, pretty lady, like, hey, like, pretty he'll, mama." He'll grab him, like yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Down, like he's getting ready to kiss him, and like shit like that would happen. Yeah, and they would like completely destroy him, like flip him over, like kick his ass, like punch him in the yeah, face, they like would, they would like beat like they showed women in a way that they weren't shown at that time. You're yeah. talking and, from a cartoon, ex- cartoon yeah, yeah, this is all cartoon. Okay. Like and like they would like flip him like this big hunk dude like and they would just like flip him punch him like like nothing he could do could get them yeah right because they were strong women most of the women that they showed were either like they showed some business women they showed like the women were like not like the typical woman that was expected to be in the 90s like a housewife or whatnot they were like they're strong independent women exactly oh so that was the way okay so if, the, if that was the premise so then it, i don't know if that was the premise no, but, but it, that's what kind of showed that's what i remember like. no but yeah. i'm saying like it seems like that's the premise though because <clears throat> you would think that the type of woman who would be attracted and based on you know the 90s and that time period was okay you're you're buff you're good looking everything like that was usually what do they call them the thoughts like just girls that are just kind of airheads in a sense yeah. that just want a guy for his attractiveness the same way that type of a guy would want a girl for her attractiveness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All superficial in a sense. Yes. So it, in a sense, that almost seems like the premise of that was, okay, you know, we're going to have this guy who thinks he's the shit, but, you know, he has no control over the situation. And uh, in fact, he keeps going after women who are in a sense, higher than him, above his level, mm-hmm. with higher expectations of what yes. a guy is supposed yeah. to be. So, I mean, if you, I mean, yeah, if you're looking at that point, I guess it did have definitely an impact. I don't know if it affected society. Yeah, yeah no, no, my my thoughts are completely like, yeah. Yeah. but it does. Break, it's it's an interesting like. Yeah, it's like correlation an, that you yeah, yeah it's an interesting that. like thought experiment, yeah. and I'm just like, this show has both these aspects of like our time right now mm-hmm. and like and both these aspects are blown to the extreme mm-hmm. right like the whole fuck boy and like like mentality is mm-hmm. like blown to the extreme right now like mm-hmm. all all guys do right now is just want to fuck around mm-hmm. and like feminism is being taken to an extreme where it's like everything a guy does is like against women yeah. and women need to be better than men and more than men and whatnot and it's just like it's not whatever you know what i mean so it's just like i it's just like funny that a show at that time and like the more i keep thinking about like the little girl was like the voice of reason Mm -hmm. and she would always try to teach him um like like at the end of like each episode there was a lesson to be learned Mm -hmm. right about how to treat women or like the way to approach a woman or whatnot and she was always the one that was bringing up the lesson Mm. it was either her or i think johnny's mom and um again he had like yeah and he had like two women that were influencing his life you know what i mean so it was just like it was a very interesting structure of a show that i I never realized anything about this until now (laughs) like so it just shows you how genius these like old cartoon shows that we had in the 90s Mm -hmm. because they gave the writers the freedom to do so oh yeah because now nobody has the freedom to do anything like that on like cable television because mm. they're so afraid of backlash. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if you go back and you watch 
fucking the cartoons from like the Animaniacs and then we were talking about Hey Arnold the other day yeah. and how like they Mr. portrayed One. the Asian guy and like you yeah. know what I mean and like the complete like um, oh, yeah. stereotypes that they yeah. would use you oh, know like what I mean Mr. Kakashka <clears throat> and Hey Arnold was another one he was a foreigner who was lazy never wanted to work he borrowed money from everybody like he was just like yeah, oh yeah. here's a lazy foreigner he's taking Oh, space at our country. Like, that's yeah. what it looks like. But mm-hmm. one thing you were talking about where he, Johnny has two women that influence him in a strong way. I just realized he also has, there's also two regular male characters in that show. One of which is Carl, who's the nerdy friend who's smarter than Johnny. Yeah. But he can never get a date. He can never do anything. He's always, he's like a loser. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy is Pops, who owns yeah. the restaurant, who's an idiot. Yeah. All the guys are like, they yeah, suck. Yeah. And the women are like, I just realized best, that yeah. now. I was like, yeah, because even Carl and Pops, they're like, I mean, Carl is the best what, you got. What was that? There was this other skinny character that would come in every now and then, and the guy, that's huh? Carl with the glasses. It was he was the nerdy. No, friend. no, no. He didn't have. I might be confusing it with the other thing, but there was like this other like suavish kind of guy. He was like much smaller than Johnny, but like I feel like he was either like a gay character or like someone that was like. Not your buff dude, but like someone who understood how to like get a woman or something like that that would come in and like I forgot he was he was always he would always talk to the girl. I don't remember. Like I, Just, I mean, in one or two episodes, Donny Osmond, because the Osmonds showed up, so Donny Osmond showed up, was like, "Hey, I'm Donny Osmond." And maybe he was that was like, him. I don't know. Like it, it's possible he was. Yeah. It was him, but he was only like in very limited. Like I said, one can maybe I, two I, episodes. Because uh, my phone's recording. Can I, no, the, your phone. I want to look it up real quick. <laughs> yeah, give me the knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy story. A, yeah, here's a knife. Yeah, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up Johnny Bravo. I just stab a, a computer until it tells you what you want to know. Yeah. Look up Johnny Bravo characters real quick. There you go. Um, yeah. Oh man. So it it was just an interesting correlation yeah. that I had. Um, it's it's funny, man. Like like the more I think about like like first of all, watching like Animaniacs, like yeah. I saw some some of those episodes. There was so much like political innuendo in those episodes. It was mind blowing, dude. The fingerprints joke in Animaniacs gets me every time. <laughs> uh, do do you guys remember that? I, I, like very like not like fully. So they're talking to the Animaniacs and they're they're saying to the to the brothers and the sister that they have to get their fingerprints and then she gra- she's holding Prince the singer and they're like fingerprints. Get it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Prince has like this weird smile on his face. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, not that." He's like, oh, "Okay." And then they toss Prince away. I was like, "You really did that? You really talk about finger and Prince?" Yo, it's yo, these shows, man. That's I think we also uh, had a conversation like this before on one of an older podcast mm-hmm. where we were talking about how like these older shows had both things for the kids that were watching yes. it and the adults that were watching it yes. with them yes. where they had like older jokes that were kind of thrown in there like very light that the adults would catch mm-hmm. on yeah. with yep. but they were kind of just like go past over the oh, kids yeah. never get it. and it was just it's amazing because like you can go watch them now and get that nostalgic feeling of watching them as a kid yeah. and then enjoy all the adult jokes and you're that thinking were like there. how the hell did they did get, I, away <laughs> get away with it how did i not know it's amazing yeah. like it's did you get a picture of the characters uh i didn't get a picture because it's like there's Is so your many phone characters on? but it's like you have Johnny Bravo, Bunny Bravo. Can L- I see them? Well, Bunny I don't Bravo know if that's pictures mom. or not, but it's like a listing of them. But oh. I mean, like the way that that show is talked about, I mean, if that is the case and there was like a message at the end and on top of that, you have a sidekick who's extremely intelligent and the sidekick is a woman who's extremely intelligent. So not only are you expressing this physica- physical 
um, societal strength to all the women he's trying to pursue. Mm-hmm. But you have this intelligent aspect of the girl that he's a sidekick. It's almost a plan as a conscious role, mm-hmm. Con- conscience yeah. role, if you Jiminy think about Cricket. it. Jim- yeah, what? Jiminy Cricket. He was Pinocchio's conscience. He was. I know. I, hey, man, I make good points. No, they, know. <laughs> they know. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just if you really look at it from all different types of like angles of it, it's actually really incent. Like, there's yeah. a lot of incentivized actors. What did you say that character was that showed up, but not always? Donny Osmond, based off of Donny Osmond, that's a real life person of the Osmond family. What's the point of this one again? Yes, it was him. It was yeah. Donny Osmond. Yeah, yeah, that was the guy that came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one I was talking about. Yep. Did it, did did Marie ever show up? Marie Osmond? Yeah, that's Donnie. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember, but yeah, that's the one that I remember. <laughs> Donnie Osmond's legit just in Johnny Bravo. Yeah, because <laughs> when I got older and I learned about the Osmonds and stuff, I'm like, why the fuck is John Donnie Donnie Osmond there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that was my uh, that was my thought. Um, that was a good one. That was yeah, good one. thanks. It was. We, uh, uh, I feel like we did a good job today, guys. Yeah, it was. Uh, we had a lot of cool conversations today. They were, they were, I, they were I, different. They were all very different, but yes. they were all enjoyable. Yes, that's what we do. We're bringing that wisdom. Booyah. Um, you want to take us out, Rudy? Uh, I don't, I don't know. We don't really don't have an exit plan, but uh, yeah, I mean. Well, we do final thoughts, and then we go. Yeah, I was going to kind of bring us into that, I okay, guess. I, just, I thought you, you didn't know what was happening. No. We're just going to go. You know what I'm saying? So we talked about the combine. We talked about Johnny Bravo and his impact on society. <laughs> <laughs> And we talked about what the fuck did you talk? I about? I was waiting for you to ask me what the fuck was my talk. It was such a long time. Appreciation, Rudy. Appreciation. appreciation of things that came. Before. Oh, see, so that's why it's so native to you that I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Dan, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts, man. There's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of thoughts at all times. But uh, no, man. Uh, just staying on the whole Johnny Bravo thing. That's crazy. It's like I'm thinking <laughs> about like that is crazy that that it's like that. And I go back and I watch old cartoons all the time. Um, me too. Yeah. Lately, I've been doing Hey Arnold. I, I think I was going to start transitioning over to the Red Rats. You so. can really learn a lot about Hey Arnold. It's yeah. so crazy. Because it was like us. Yeah. You don't leave the lint in the dryer. Yeah. You don't. Mr. One will come and find you. <laughs> stoop kid never leaves a stoop. Yeah. Stoop kid doesn't. Stoop kid never leaves a stoop. Yeah. That's true. Which Which hot, hey Arnold fucking uh, uh, shrinked him into leaving his stoop. You know what I'm saying? Say shrink he shrinked him? him? Like a shrink. Like a... Uh, a psychologist. Oh, technically, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. You could have said tricked. Huh? You could have said tricked him. Or actually, well, he, he didn't trick him. He, well, he, he taught him. He taught he, him. Well, he yeah, he actually slowly like. Yeah, he was like, hey, don't be a bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> fi- my <laughs> final thoughts. Um, I don't know. Get ready for more of these like, um, like thought experiments because I got a lot more. Don't say it. Don't look at me when you're saying that. I got a lot more, bro. Don't you look at me. Everybody's looking at me. I got a lot of thought experiments right there. Right there. Don't point at me. Right there. Uh-huh. Right there. I don't like where this is going. Right there, but a little down. I'm not with that one. I don't like it. No. No, I feel like my final thoughts are that, you know, I feel like the topics we're going on definitely expanding a little bit. Definitely getting us to thinking a little bit. You know, sometimes we come in here and we just bullshit and we talk about some random shit. Honestly, that's kind of what we did today. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some there's some intelligence behind it. Hey, if you want to hear the non-intelligent ones, go Go back down. And you're going to find (laughs) that Rudy's wrong. There's actually a lot of depth to them. Yeah. I have no standard for our intelligence here. It happens. Sometimes we're just silly. Sometimes, you know. We have fun both ways, you know, all the ways. Don't fucking look at me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, guys, if you enjoyed that, which we hope you did and we know you did, uh, definitely check out our other podcast. Like, rate, subscribe, everything that Eslam said and interrupted me in the morning because they're the fucking dicks. Uh, and check out our social media in pages. In the morning. I interrupted you in the morning. It's still, uh, oh shit, what time is it? Well, have a great week.